I put a lot of stuff out there, but honestly, the overall message is just live the dream, be the best you that you can be. It, it might not be what or Jared and I are doing, but whatever it is for your life, do it. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. And of course, today, joining us from Maui, Hawaii, Aloha, Kamanzi Constant. Aloha, Jared. I'm excited to be here. I'm a little bummed that I don't have my mic. <laughs> yeah, you're on your phone today. And, and let's tell the listeners why that's the case. My MacBook is not charging. We don't have an Apple store here in Maui, which is probably like the only downside of living here. Went to the store last night. It was already closed and I have appointments all morning. So. I'm without a computer, which is kind of weird. Correct. <laughs> but I love Maui. I've been to Maui. Anybody who's been to Maui or even seen pictures of Maui will say, you know, I can live without an Apple store to be in such a place. So it is what it is. Hey, you've written a lot of really interesting articles in these big sites. Everybody knows this. And we've decided after hearing from a lot of the listeners that they want a little bit more about some of the stuff that you're up to and working on currently. So I, I think it makes sense that this episode, just you and I chat, and let's just talk about one of the articles that you put out recently that seemed to resonate with a lot of folks and do really well. And that article was on Entrepreneur. It was called, Your Mom Was Wrong. Sometimes it does hurt to ask. Now, I'm going to preface this. When we talked to Lee Cockrell the other day with Jody Mayberry, that's one of the, the better episodes of Starve the Doubts, if people haven't listened to that. Uh, Lee talked about how he's potentially going to write a book called Manage Like Your Mother. <laughs> and he was talking about all the benefits of lessons you can learn from your mom. And so now this is a little contrary. You're saying your mom was wrong. Sometimes it does hurt to ask. Let, let's talk a little bit about what compelled you to write this and what that means. You know, it started because since I've started writing for these larger sites and gotten a little bit of exposure, it's broadened attention, as you can imagine. And then even recently getting some big wins like going on Smart Passive Income, interviewing with Pat Flynn. Or going on the Ray Edwards show, interviewing with Ray Edwards, who are both fans and friends of the show of Starve the Doubts. Since being on those shows, as you can imagine, there's been a lot of people that have emailed and said, hey, can you introduce me to an editor at the Huffington Post? Or, hey, can you introduce me to Pat Flynn? Or the thing that I get now a lot, Jared, is, hey, can I come on Starve the Doubts? So a lot of stuff <laughs> like that. And it's not even that it's people that I know. Because that's one thing. It's people that I don't know at all. So their very first interaction with me is, hey, can you give me this? Can you give me this shortcut? Can you give me what took you three years? I mean, I first reached out to Pat Flynn in 2011. I was just on his show in January of 2015. So it's been a long time. But they're saying, hey, I want to bypass all that and you know, just hook me up. And I'm guessing that somebody listening to this, anybody listening to this, has probably experienced this at some point in their life in some kind of level. I'm sure you get this, Jared, people all the time that you probably don't even know just asking to be on the show. Yeah, I mean, it, we treat it a little bit differently now. When it, when, it's, when it first started, nobody cared about the show. And then over time, more and more people had interest in it. And then it got to a point, uh, especially with the podcast movement last year, where there were people who were asking to be on the show and in most cases, Kamanzi, I don't even entertain those responses, especially if I don't know them. But that's truthfully, let the record show, that's how you and I met is you and I didn't know each other. We didn't have any connection. And you reached out to me 
to be a guest on Star of the Doubt. So it's funny how things have played out. <laughs> In most cases, I don't entertain those those emails, but for some reason, you sent me an email, and now here we are. So. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, in the contrast of this article, which is really good advice, there are times and there are situations where you do need to pitch or you do need to ask. So can we balance that? Let's figure that out. Yeah, because you and I weren't completely unknown because we both had run around in the 48days.net community. So Dan Miller's networking community. And that's well, come on, I'm gonna stop you right there, dude. I love Dan Miller and I love 48 Days, but I'm not active in that community at all. So, no, not so not. I, have, I had a presence in there. I wasn't in there. Yeah, out. yeah, you had a presence in there. Like I have an account in there. I think that's it. <laughs> but I, I would, I think I seen you once or twice back in the day. Had maybe posted something in there, or maybe somebody said something about you. So that's kind of how you came on my radar. And then I think I might have done something like tweet some of the Star of the Doubts episodes or tweet whatever you were doing. And you might have just not knowing who I am said, you know, hey, thanks for the retweet. And so that's kind of how it started for you and me. So you're right. There is a balance there. But if you are meeting somebody, especially if they're really busy, they're really influential, or maybe they're not, your first interaction with them really should be just to establish yourself. So, hi, my name is Kamanzi. If I would have done this the right way, Jared, I would have said, hey, I'm Kamanzi. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I love what you do. And I probably would have just left it at that. And you would have responded maybe and said, you know, hey, I'm Jared, like Jared the jeweler. (laughs) I live in Florida. And we would have taken it from there. But when your first interaction with somebody is, hey, I want something from you, that sends a big red flag to somebody. They're like, well, this person only wants something. That's all they really care about. So I think that the balance is just kind of establishing some kind of relationship. It's not so much as you're trying to be their best friend or you're trying to come, you know, hang out at their house. I wasn't trying to go hang out at Jared's house or anything like that. But just if I would have established it and said, this is who I am. I'm in your world now. It's nice to meet you. And it doesn't even have to be email. These days we have social media. We have Twitter. Everybody sees something. If you tweet with their name in there, they can see it. Facebook's a little bit of a different animal because you have to be friends or you have to be following their page. But on Twitter, that's the real place where you can connect with people and people can see you connected. So if I was going to establish a relationship with Jared all over again, that's probably where I would start on Twitter, retweet his stuff, tweet to him and say, hey, I'm a real big fan of the show and just really start to develop some kind of name recognition. I think that's good advice, Kamandi. When I was starting out, I didn't want to ask people for favors. I mean, I, I tried asking for interviews, and I remember I, get, I got a lot of no's, but then I did get yeses. And then, you know, when I'd go to events and stuff, I'd try to host meetups for different speakers that were going to be there. And over time, like serving people and trying to work with them in that way, it was me hooking them up rather than asking for anything. And so when it was time for me to ask something, I mean, it, it just made sense. It worked out. So like podcast movement for this year, you know, a couple of the keynote speakers like Lou Mangello or John Lee Dumas or Pat Flynn. And there's, you know, other great speakers that we have as well. But those three particularly, I had a rapport with them that started, you know, years ago, like you've mentioned, with trying to hook them up, trying to help them, trying to serve them, never asking for anything. So when it was time to ask and work out those scenarios, uh, they were much more willing to consider that and figure that out with me. Jared, I don't know, I, that, that, but some people don't like that. That takes too long, Kamanzi. Yeah, I saw this really well yesterday, Jared. I don't even think I told you about this, but I had written a, a, 
the guest post for Dan Miller. And it was entitled, Can You Introduce Me to Pat Flynn? And so Pat Flynn shared that on his Twitter. And one guy, the very first comment on there, Jared, was one guy went on there and said, hey, Pat, you have no clue who I am, but I promise you that I'm going to bust my butt that in three years you are going to know my name. And Pat went on there and he said, I'm favoring this. I'm retweeting this. I know your name. That's an interesting uh, comment. Very interesting. And it started on Twitter. So, yeah, the better approach there is even though it takes a little bit of time, how much time are we talking? We're talking maybe weeks or even a month. We're not talking about years or four years that it took me to get on the show. We're talking about maybe a month of connecting and being the noticer, as Jared likes to say. Um, Just a month of really connecting with people and sharing their stuff. It's a little bit of a time investment. But if you spend that month connecting and establishing that relationship and you get on a big show or you get a big podcast or you get a big article on a big website, the payoff will be well beyond that month. You know, Kamazi, I want to bring this up. You and I, since we've started started the doubts and we've had you know some momentum and things have started working better with the show, the show's growing. We have had a number of people who've asked to be on the show. And like you, I filter those. There was one lady recently that I wanted to help. I thought she was a good lady. So I told her our process. And I, I've never shared this on the show, Kamanzi, but I'm going to share this with the listeners because I think it's a good thing to be aware of. So in the past, when I started Star of the Doubts, I spent hours and hours prepping for podcast interviews. And I mean, it took me forever. And you know, even some of the guests in the beginning shows, uh, for anybody that goes back and listens to those, they'll notice you know, the guests would be like, wow, you spent a lot of time on this. And over time, I stopped doing that. And Kamanzi and I transitioned to now... We have a big enough show or a big enough podcast where we can say, hey, we'd love to have you as a guest. And in most cases, we want to best showcase what you're doing, best highlight what you're doing. So we're going to ask that you provide some of the questions for the interview. Not all of them, but some of them, mainly to best showcase what they're up to. And one lady who probably I wouldn't have asked to be on the show, any other scenario, but she had come to me. We had talked about it. We had that agreement. Okay, you're going to come up with some of the questions. You're going to invite a guest co-host. That's why we have a guest co-host. People who are listening didn't know that. And we do that because it continues to grow our network and continue to help us connect with more people. And then it's one more person who's sharing the episode and making it more fun and entertaining. So this lady today, she's about to do the interview. And she's like, okay, I'm ready. And I'm like, okay, well, we, we need the questions. And she had not prepped any questions. <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, we have to reschedule because that's part of the agreement. And it just, it like, she didn't process that. She was like, I don't, I don't, why do I have to come up with questions? I was like, well, that was part of the agreement. You know, we, we're trying to best highlight you. And it was like a problem. Like, well, I've never heard of such a thing. I was like, well, maybe you shouldn't be on the show. But that's, <laughs> you know, that's, I don't mean to be mean, but that's an opportunity. I, yeah, that one is beyond me as well because there's things that Jared and I, we'd love to do research on you, but guess what? There's a lot of things we're going to miss. And there might be something that you're working on that you're absolutely proud of that we would miss. This is your chance to talk about that thing. And you're slammed with so many things you're doing with writing for these big sites. And then I've got podcast movement. I've got my own life. We all have things going on. And it's not that we're better than anybody because that's not true at all. But I thought, man, for this lady to just show up and not have questions after that was agreed upon in advance, like it just like, hey, some people just don't get it, even if you try to hook them up. So, well, and it's it's the hustle. So the one thing that I always get asked is, well, how are you are where you are right now? And it's the hustle. So in 2012, doing the 50 guest posts. In 2012, being on 80 different podcasts. And when I went on a podcast, I would send a podcaster everything. 
So my headshot, my bio, some questions, even if they ignored them, I just wanted them to be there. So it was a no brainer for them. They didn't have to do any work. They could just look at this and it was all done. But the hustle and it takes time and it's hard. But if you're willing to hustle like that, that's how you make your dream a reality. You know, I, I'll put it out there, Kamandi. I think you and I, I'm going to put this out there. For anybody who's listening who wants to be a guest on Star of the Doubts, if you email Kamandi and I and you send us at least eight really good questions with your bio and your headshot and you give us a really good pitch on why you should be a guest on the show, Kamandi and I are going to pick one of those people that sends one of those emails in here in the next week and we'll have them on the show. So uh, if you're listening and that interests you, then make the move. Do it and we'll have you on. Oh man, uh, we're not gonna, gonna have everybody. On. We're not gonna have everybody on, but we, yeah, we want to see. Let's who takes action here. You know, somebody will, somebody won't. But this could be your opportunity to be on the show, and I, I think it'll be a fun case study. Yeah, and ask some, um, f- bring some fun questions. Don't you know, make it the ordinary. I'm so and so. This is what I do. Make it something fun, something that'll make us laugh, something that we don't hear everywhere. Uh, Kamanzi, I met a lady at this uh, heroic public speaking event I was at in Fort Lauderdale this last week. That's a uh, Michael Port's event. And she's like, I love Star of the Doubts. I've listened to every episode. I think this is a great show. And my next question was like, why have we never connected online? Why have you never reached out? She's like, oh, I I just don't, I don't do that. (laughs) I don't reach out. And I'm like, well, that's a bummer because, you know, I'd love to connect with you and I'd like to get to know you better and I'd like to be your friend. And, you know, I don't know how to get to know you if you don't raise your hand, (laughs) you know? So I hope people who are listening to this will consider raising their hand so Kamanzi and I can continue to... You know, if nothing else, connect on Twitter or on Facebook and get to know you guys. Yeah, and I think you guys have, from listening to these episodes that we've done together now, we have fun here. This is an absolute blast, and we'd love for you to come join the party. So now you're kind of, you're drinking the Kool-Aid, Kamanzi. You're, you got this microphone now. You're proud of it. <laughs> you're, you're on, like, everybody in their mom's podcast, which is amazing. And then, of course, you're the co-host, the official co-host of Star of the Doubts. But that's not enough. Like now you're actually recording audio versions of your blog. So let's talk about that just for a few minutes. Why have you started doing that? Well, the mic has influence because not only am I doing that, but you also neglected to mention the covers that I've been doing. The Taylor Swift covers that I've been singing. Well, I conveniently didn't want to. (laughs) I thought we were going to get through this episode without talking about Taylor Swift. Oh, man, I ruined it. But yeah, the audio blog strategy has been such a godsend. And Jared had been pulling my chain to do this for a long time. Maybe it was the mic, or maybe it's just now that I've been podcasting with you, seeing the power of of audio. And so I've been recording all my articles everywhere that I write, even on the Huffington Post now, I'm putting an audio version of it. And people have sent me emails like crazy, like, I love the audio version of this. I love how this sounds. I love maybe not so much hearing your voice. But I just love the fact that I can listen to this. And um, it's made it really a multimedia experience because some people probably don't want to read a thousand word article, but they can hit play and they can listen to it. And so it's been something that I I love. And I'm going to even take it to the next level with Jared's help and try to get that bad boy in iTunes. Oh, that's coming soon. And then we may as well tease this out. Kamanzi and I have realized there's a lot of people that are interested in this that want to learn how to do this. And so we've put together, or we're in the process of putting together a group called the Audio Blog Strategy. You can go check that out. Uh, I believe it's audioblogstrategy.com. And we're going to be teaching a class that helps people who are bloggers, who are writers, who want to create an audio version of that. There's so many benefits to that. We're going to go over that later. 
But uh, yeah, just give people a heads up. You know, there's something coming down the pike here with this audio blog strategy. And if nothing else, just go to KamanziConstable.com and you can look at and see how Kamanzi is doing the audio version of his posts. And you even did this on a large website. Tell us about that. Yeah. And if you're a writer listening to this, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I'm a writer. And that's what I thought too. But writers, bloggers, to be able to put the audio to it where people could hear your voice and if you want to riff a little bit, add maybe something that you didn't put in the article, people love that. And so I did this recently on, I did it in two places, Jared. I did it on the Goodman Project and I did it on the Huffington Post. And both of those places, it went absolutely viral for me. The most listens that I had to anything were like 45 listens on SoundCloud for one of my Taylor Swift covers. (laughs) (laughs) that's going to go up by the way when you put that in itunes and stitcher and all those other places which currently it's not in those places no this is just soundcloud yeah when we add that from soundcloud to itunes and stitcher you're going to have hundreds maybe thousands of people that are going to listen to that audio version well no but now that i've put it on the goodman project and huffington post each of those places it's well over 200 listens and that's just the organic audience there like you said waiting until it goes on itunes But the results have been people have specifically reached out and they've said, number one, I like this. And number two, how can I do this? Well, I think we've given plenty of people (laughs) some things to consider. Definitely check out the entrepreneur.com article. The title, of course, is Your Mom Was Wrong. Sometimes it does hurt to ask. And, uh, you know, Kamanji's got some great articles there, but that's one that's recent that uh, just really needed to be said. And uh, what are some of the other articles that you're working on? What can you tease out on the show? I, I know uh, some of that stuff you can't say, but what can you say? Um, yeah, I'm kind of on this permission kick right now. So Jared has had Seth Godin on the show before, and Seth Godin always talks about not waiting for permission. And so I've been writing a lot about that, about not waiting for permission from yourself or from somebody else, but just going out there and doing it anyways and chasing those big dreams. So that's definitely one thing. I've been writing about how to write more effectively because that's another thing that people always ask me about. So if you're a writer, you're going to see some stuff about that. I've also been writing about a lot of health stuff. So running, eating well, the things that helped me lose 170 pounds and help Jared lose some weight too, right, buddy? Dude, I've lost 25 pounds. I weighed myself yesterday and I weighed 190 pounds. Come on. And listen, I am not the uh, poster child of health, of perfect health. And there's a long way for me to go. But trying that slow carb diet and uh, working with a good friend of mine, Ted Rice, who you, you've been on his show. Come on. Ted does the, uh, the the man project podcast, which is worth everyone's time. If they haven't heard of that or check that out. But Ted and the slow carb diet has really helped me. And I started this at the end of November and I've lost 25 pounds in, you know, four months-ish. So I hope that's an encouragement to someone listening who's thinking, man, I want to try to get some weight off. Message me and I'll give you this YouTube video that's short and really funny, but it kind of walks you through that slow-carb diet. It's been an awesome thing for me. And the, I've heard the best diet is the one that you stick with. What do you say to that, Kamanzi? I say amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> and, and that's definitely things that I want to write about. You don't have to lose 170 pounds or, you know, 80 pounds or whatever. You lose 25 and that's where you are. That's great. You just want to be filled the best that you can feel. You want to feel that energy. And do you feel that energy, Jared? Do you feel just... Uh, it's it's coming back. And my, my goal is to show up at Podcast Movement. Hopefully, everyone listening has got their ticket to Podcast Movement. If not, go to podcastmovement.com so you can hear Kamanzi speak. 
of course, but it, which hasn't been announced yet, so we don't know if he's speaking. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't want to tease anything out there. But um, yeah, I, my goal is to be 170 pounds at that event, so that'd be 20 pounds lighter than I'm at as of this recording. Wow, you're gonna be like a stick, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm not necessarily trying to be a stick, but I definitely want to get down to a healthier weight. So yeah, so that's all that I've been writing about. I put a lot of stuff out there, but honestly, the overall message is just live the dream. Be the best you that you can be. It, it might not be what or Jared and I are doing, but whatever it is for your life, do it. All right. Well, Kamazi, I think that's uh, that's good for today. Do you have any other final thoughts for this episode? No, I've been having a blast with these episodes. Definitely listen to what Jared said about reaching out, sending that really, really good pitch. And reach out to Jared and I. Tweet to us. Connect with us on Facebook. Let us know that you're listening and you're enjoying these. Absolutely. And if you haven't already, consider going over to SoundCloud.com and checking out Kamanzi's audio blog. And then Star of the Doubts is on SoundCloud, so you can always follow us over there as well. All right, Kamanzi, I appreciate everything, man. Mahalo, brother. Thank you. And when I went on a podcast, I would send a podcaster everything. So my headshot, my bio, some questions, even if they ignored them, I just wanted them to be there. So it was a no brainer for them. They didn't have to do any work. They could just look at this and it was all done. But the hustle and it takes time and it's hard. But if you're willing to hustle like that, that's how you make your dream a reality.